Hey guys, before this episode begins, I just wanted to let you know that Self Interrupted Now has an Instagram account, Self Interrupted Pod. Now, why would you follow this podcast account, I hear you wonder? First of all, exclusive content, yeah. Maybe some clips that weren't necessarily appropriate for the podcast in and of itself, but also you'll be guaranteed to be on the PR list for season three. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, at the beginning of season two, I sent out PR packages to some of you guys and to some of my friends. Now, if you want to be on this PR list, you have to be following Self Interrupted Pod on Instagram. If that doesn't give you reason to follow the account, I don't know what will. But yeah, I'm sending you so much love. Let's get on with the episode at hand, which is about dating apps. We have a lot of ground to cover here, you guys. So get buckled in for this episode. You guys, I've got to talk to you about the ramen that I made on Friday. It was serious and you are you sitting down because this was life-changing for me and it may be for you personally. A normal ramen that I would make would be a consisting of, let's say a broccoli, let's say a mushroom, let's say a noodle, let's say a tofu or slash tempeh. But this time I said, you know, I'm going to do all of that. Sure, have your moment, let yourself win. But I'm also going to add in vegan mozzarella. Yeah, I heard you scream, I heard you cry. Vegan mozzarella kit in a ramen, what are we doing? It was so good. It was incredible. It took it to another level. And I also had this really lovely Korean spice mix that I put into the ramen as well. And it just tasted so good. And it had these thick rice noodles. And then also on the side, because I was trying to create something from a restaurant in King's Cross called Kimchi. If you're around the King's Cross area, I recommend going to Kimchi. A couple of people have said that it's not that great. But the one thing that I get there all the time, I don't know what it's called. It's, it's like this broth that's vegan. It has tofu and it has all these like little mushrooms on the top of it. But it comes with a side of sticky rice. It is genuinely, truly, and I've got to be honest, life altering experience. Getting that rice, dipping it in the hot broth and feeling the rice almost melt on your tongue and separate. So I tried to recreate that at home and let me tell you, it was recreated. It was so good. And the thing about me is that when I have the ingredients in the fridge, I'm not waiting until next week. I'm sorry. And I've got to be honest, like if the ingredients are in the fridge for the food that I love, I'm just going to keep eating it. So I ate that all weekend. But welcome back to Self Interrupted. Thank you so much for being here. Once again, I'm so happy to be doing the episode. I really feel like I've got into the routine of recording Self Interrupted now. And by that, I mean, I just feel like I'm, I don't know, it just feels natural. You know, I do it all in one day now, which is kind of crazy to me. Like I'm recording this on Tuesday and then I edit it on Tuesday. Talk about a high pressure environment. The episode has to be out tomorrow recording this. I have less than 24 hours to get this episode out. I love pressure. And you know what? Sometimes you just have to learn what works for you. Because I used to record the episodes. This is crazy. I used to record the episodes on a Saturday. And then I used to doddle about. And I didn't even have the episode edited until the night before. What were we doing? That's what, four days? Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Three days. This episode, welcome back. We are talking about dating apps. Now, there is such a dating app iceberg, which means that there's just so many layers to dating apps for me. And there's so many like little stories that I can't wait to tell you. But I'm going to be going through dating app history with you guys. I'm going to be talking about my history with dating apps. And I'm just going to be like kind of rating them saying which ones I actually would recommend to a friend because so many of them are just kind of flop these days and I've got to be honest because I'm waiting for the dating app renaissance. Where is it? Before we talk about dating apps, before I go on my rant, like always, I like to catch you guys up on what's been going on in my past week. So let's talk about that. Let's have that conversation. I just put so much sweetener in my coffee. 
Why sweetener? I mean sugar. Why did I put three sugars in my coffee? What are we doing? Sometimes I say to myself, oh, I need a little treat. Let me add an extra teaspoon of sugar. Like that is not a treat, baby. That's culinary heart disease. What are we doing? Like take this teaspoon and put it back in the sugar bowl. This week, you know what? This week has kind of been eventful. I do want to announce to the kittenators that my foot has somewhat fully healed. And we are excited about this. If you don't know the law behind this, I somewhat fractured my foot while running not the slay of the century let's be real um and it's it's healed now so i was able to just kind of live my week as i normally do because the past month you guys let's talk about it the past month i've been basically in bed watching ugly betty be serious for a second i would say the week really started commencing on wednesday because a lot of the time the beginning of my weeks is taken up by self-interrupted which i do love because it makes me feel really professional i feel like a businesswoman i do i'm like ugh, you guys I have to have to do my podcast and i have to get back to emails about the podcast and i have to plan out ads and stuff i feel like such a businesswoman so on wednesday i'm like ugh, this is my long weekend my long weekend from wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday and then it's back to back on the grind on Monday, Tuesday, you guys. Ridiculous. On Wednesday, I broke my anti-London streak. Now, I haven't been into London in mm, weeks and weeks and weeks. This is due to so many reasons. Obviously, the main one being that mm, I could not walk on my foot. Who better to go and see than Emma? We all know Emma. Went to see Emma at her apartment. It was great. She did my nails. I don't know if you guys can see them on the Spotify video exclusive podcast. Yeah, they're really cute. She basically got these stickers from LA and they're like nail stickers. I don't know if they're exclusively for your nails. I'm not too sure. They are really quite honestly random. I have a can of sardines on my pinky finger. I have a bunch of strawberries, a pretzel, a prawn, a lemon. And on the other hand, I have like a Mary Quant-esque 70s star, a slice of melon, a blue china plate, a bow, and an olive branch. Slay. I'm actually currently in the era of um, growing out my nails because I'm someone that I didn't really realize I did this, but I anxiously pick up my nails. Like I pick them with my thumb. Like I'll just go click, 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 click until it just looks revolting. And it's kind of embarrassing because sometimes as a model, you get your nails done like before a show or before a shoot. And I've had people say like, oh, your nails are a mess. Which kind of seems unprofessional now looking back at it. Like, why were you that mean to me? I want to start pushing back my cuticles as well. But besides the point, I went to see Emma on Wednesday. And we went to Starbucks. Now, one thing about me is that when I'm in London, I do indulge in the chain coffee shops. No, I do, I do. Because let me tell you, let me tell you right now. One thing about London is that if there's an independent coffee shop, yeah, I think it's cute. I think it's slay. But also, I do think it's what? Overpriced. Is. And I've had this conversation before, like six pounds for a cup of coffee, you guys have got to be kidding yourself. You really truly have. Um, but to be fair, Starbucks isn't any better. But the thing is with Starbucks and a chain coffee shop is that they're big, liters, liters of coffee, obsessed. So I got a caramel waffle latte from Starbucks. It's cozy comfort cocooning season vibes with the drinks recently. We got that and we were just, you know, gossiping like the girls do. And then on Thursday, it looks like I did nothing because there's nothing on my notes. Okay, so Friday. You guys, this is so serious for the episode at hand. I got Hinge. Oh my gosh, everyone scream. If you don't know the law behind this, I was permanently banned from Hinge a year and a half ago. I don't know why. I feel like it was just someone at Hinge team that just did not like me. Um, So they they just had a vendetta against Kit Costello and they just decided, you know what? Kit doesn't deserve a Hinge account. You can leave. On Friday, I may or may not have got one of my family members' phone numbers without their permission. 
and made myself a Hinge account. And quite frankly, I'd do it again. We'll talk about that later because that was kind of the catalyst for this episode that I wanted to talk about because maybe Hinge has been in the trenches as of late for me. Once I had acquired Hinge and I had acquired the Kit Costello account on Hinge, I put this on my story, my close friends, of course. And I said, can you imagine if I put that on my like actual public story? Hey guys, just got Hinge. Thank God. All my close friends actually said, I used to pray for times like this. One of my favorite memes is when something really mundane happens and someone says, oh, I used to pray for times like this. I just love it. I think it's so funny. So I put up on my story that I had acquired Hinge and the girls were scared for me. They truly were. I had so many of my friends saying, it's the trenches, Kit, get out of there. Save yourself while you can. And then a couple of my friends that know the law were like, oh my God, slay. Thank God we did used to pray for times like this. And I was joining you on those prayers, you know? Once I had acquired Hinge, I then went to the shops and this is where I got ramen ingredients for the ramen that I had made. Which when I'm out of the shops and I don't know what I actually want to cook, it is kind of like trenches for me because I need to know, I need to go in with a vision of what I want to be eating later that day. And I thought I wanted tomato soup and a grilled cheese. And then I was like, mm, that's not the vibe because it never incredibly hits a like a vegan grilled cheese. Like it's not that great it's fine but it just needs a lot of sauces to kind of make it something actually saying that a vegan cheese a vegan grilled cheese with tomato ketchup oh, i'm gagging for that right now that would be so good with tomato soup as well and like branston pickle on the side oh my gosh don't make me scream that sounds so good wait <laughs> so like when do I get to have that? And then I was like, oh, do I make a curry? But my default is curry. Like I'm always making a curry of some kind of sort because I just think it's really easy. And I feel like it's just a staple for someone that's vegan. It's just so easy. Then I was like, I'll make ramen. I love ramen. And that's what I made. Like I said at the beginning of the episode. Anyway, moving on to Saturday, I then made a self-interrupted Instagram while I was working on the farm. If you don't know, I work on the farm um, in the office. Anyway, moving on to Sunday, the last day of the week or the first day of the week, depending on who you ask. So on Sunday, I went to the park with my cousin I honestly was thinking that we were going to go to the gym. So I was in gym wear. There I was in shorts, a little gym top. It was my Ray merch that I have. So everyone at the park was young, fit, healthy runners. Ugh, like be serious. They're like, oh, we just went for a Sunday run. Why was I taken to this park? All hot people, hot guys, hot girls, running gear, boyfriend, girlfriend vibes, like boyfriend and girlfriend walking their dog. Boyfriend and girlfriend my age going for a run. Anyway, we didn't go for a run, we went for a walk. And I got myself a little hot chocolate, of course, of course. And yeah, we were just kind of like walking. And then it started torrentially raining, which, you know, wasn't the best vibe. But honestly, once it had started, I was like, whatever. Like, we're already wet now. It's not like we can get wetter. Bear in mind, we're walking in fields. We've just like gone from farm to farm, basically. We went from my farm to a local farm where we went for a walk around fields. But it's kind of meta. Like, why don't we just walk around our farm? Then on Sunday night, I then went to Emma's. We had a little games night with her and her friends. And it was really, really nice. And game night has ended. And I was like, I just really fancy some chips, you guys. And it was me, Emma and Hannah left at the end of the night. And Hannah was like, yeah, I want some chips too. And I was really fancying like fish and chip fat chips. Obsessed with them. Salt and vinegar. Love it. So there I was. I downloaded Uber so I could get Uber Eats for the first time. Exciting times for me. It truly was. I order the fish and chips, which bear in mind, it's like half 11 at night. So a lot of places are shut. And I find this chip shop, order the chips and like 10 minutes, 20 minutes passes. And this guy that's meant to be picking up the chips hasn't moved. So I call him and he just, I don't really understand what he's saying. He's not really saying too much. 
But I'm like, Bestie, like, where are you? Like, I kind of need the chips, like, right now, because it's almost 12 o'clock and we haven't acquired the chips yet. Then he starts moving and he's, like, on the other side of London, across the Thames. So he then comes across the Thames at, like, 10 to 12 at night. We acquire the chips and they were sensational. True, you know when you just have a craving and it hits? They were so good. I had like two portions of chips. They were so yummy. It's just like the perfect end to the night, like a nice chip. But that's kind of what has been going on in my past week. But let's get on to talking about dating apps. So Famously Self-Interrupted isn't really a podcast where I do a lot of research. So when I do, I do feel like I'm on national news, giving quotes here and there for certain specific pieces of news. I did do some research for this certain topic and I really wanted to talk about the history of dating apps because I just find that really interesting. So it turns out that Match.com was the first website to be solely dedicated to online dating, which was released in 1995. This is a long time ago. And in 2000, eHarmony was launched, which I I don't really understand that name, Internet Harmony. I've heard a lot about these, I've never used them, have you? And then this was the gag for me. Two years later in 2002, a website called Ashley Madison was launched, dedicated to infidelity and cheating. That is crazy to me. Imagine finding out that your partner has been a part of Ashley Madison. And the fact that it's literally just a woman's name makes me think that it was solely just for men to like, Hi, like, I don't know, like, what is that about? Why is it just called Ashley Madison? Who is Ashley Madison? Is Ashley Madison the founder? Is Ashley Madison your mistress? Like, what is going on there? I need to know. And then over the next 10 years, so many other dating apps were founded. For example, OkCupid, Plenty of Fish, Grindr, Happen, and Hinge. However, the dating app game really changed when Tinder was founded in 2012. Now, Tinder is the first ever swiping dating app, which kind of made it feel like a social media more than anything, because you just kept seeing all these people and it kind of brought in a new generation of daters. Back in the day, dating apps were kind of thought as of a last resort. However, now, did you know that around a third of marriages between couples are people that met online? However, back to my dedicated research, back in 2014, a co-founder of Tinder founded Bumble, which is the first dating app that allowed women to have the first word. Also, usage of Tinder snowballed so much that in 2014, March 2014, there were 1 billion matches a day. Dating apps were kind of at their peak. I would say dating apps were probably at their peak before I even started using them because I think that they have very much gone on the decline. And I wanna talk more now. Now we've done all the research because that was the extent of the research that I have done for this episode of the podcast. I wanna talk more about my relationship with dating apps now and when I started using them and all my kind of stories with them. So let's get into my relationship with dating apps. In 2020, when I was 18 years old, the pandemic was hit. Let me just set the scene for you, okay? There's a worldwide pandemic. I'm in my room. Quite frankly, I'm bored. All I'm doing with my days is making YouTube videos. I need something to do. I need some kind of social interaction. What do I do? I don't call my friends. I don't text my friends. I don't talk to my family. I make an account on Tinder. I just want to talk really quickly about something that may or may not be controversial, but I don't think that 18-year-olds should be on dating apps. I don't know if this is a controversial take. I think that if there are 18 year olds on dating apps, there should be some kind of regulation in place because 
I find it weird. I'm going to be real. I mean, obviously, there's the case of just swiping past an 18-year-old and just moving on with your day. But I can't help but think me as an 18-year-old is crazy. What were you doing on a dating app where there could be like a 58-year-old flirting with you? Now, I'm all for an age gap. I'm totally fine with people having like age gaps here and there. Baby, you're a child. A couple of months ago, you were 17. What are we doing? Tinder is it's so face value, right? It's so dehumanizing. And it's so objectifying that as an 18-year-old, this was probably the worst thing that I could have downloaded in the middle of a bloody worldwide pandemic nonetheless. So I truly just don't think that, I don't know. I, I know that there are probably maybe 18 year olds listening now and you're like, oh my gosh, I totally can have a Tinder account. But when you get older, you probably will think, oh damn, 18 was pretty young. It's not a case of saying that you don't deserve love or you don't deserve to be in a relationship or you don't deserve an app at all. I just think that there should be kind of regulations. You shouldn't be able to talk to someone that's over... 20 like honestly like talk about it if you are over sorry controversial take if you are over 25 and you're talking to a fucking 18 year old you need to stop like forget it dude under 25 that to me is bizarre like what are we doing baby that's a teenager be serious for a second. Anyway, now that my rant's over, I used to talk to a 28-year-old man on Tinder, which as you can probably tell is why I don't want 18-year-olds on Tinder. I forget his name. I think it was probably around like a Fred vibe. It was something like that. And he was a perfumer. So he like worked in London. And again, as an 18-year-old, you're so impressionable that, oh my God, like you work in London. You're so, you're so old. You're so masculine. Like, oh my gosh, it's not okay. Like, I'm sorry. And I don't, I, I you're just so impressionable and you're so imp- impressed by like little things and these aren't impressive things there's like 28 year old perfumer that worked in london baby move on but as an 18 year old i was thinking oh my god he's so independent yeah bitch he's an adult what do we think and also again like going back to the 18 year old point you don't really know the dating world as an 18 year old well i know i didn't maybe i was just a bit innocent maybe you have a different perspective but also i want you to remember that like this is my podcast (laughs) and like this isn't you know i'm not saying that you shouldn't be on tinder as an 18 year old i'm not saying that you're a bad person and you're you know you yeah that's not the vibe at all but personally if i could go back and tell myself i would say baby just wait just wait go talk to your friends go live your life because it kind of skewed my perspective at the time of what i thought dating was and what i thought talking to people was and what i thought was expected of me as an 18 year old you know i just think that that was not the best path for me as an 18 year old personally um and also i didn't really know anything else you know you go onto a dating app and you're like this is my first time here like i don't know what i'm doing So everything this guy, Fred, perfumer, 28 from London, whatever he's doing, I mean, it's the norm, you know? If he wants me to come over and give give my number to him and we move the conversation over to WhatsApp and it turns a little bit weird, that's normal, right? That's what Tinder's for. I remember we were talking on Tinder for a while and, you know, also when you're young, you're like, oh my God, this guy's paying attention to me. I've never had this before. It's so special. Like, he only has eyes for me be serious for a second kid they do this thing on tinder and on any kind of dating app where they'll try and move the conversation over from the dating app to another place so a lot of people ask for snapchat which for me i'm like oh you're 28 years old and you're using snapchat get alive i'm sorry i've you know i've gotta get on my soapbox here and talk to you guys you've gotta let snapchat go you have you have at some point you've gotta let snapchat go baby it's such an ick if anyone ever asked for my snapchat even if i found them so hot it's instantly like what are you doing why are you still you i don't know maybe i'm coming off very judgmental this episode but for me i'm like i don't know instagram maybe in like 10 years people will 
be like, why are you asking for my Instagram? People either ask for Snapchat or for WhatsApp, which is really bizarre. Like that's quite a next step to be asking for someone's number so that you can privately message them on WhatsApp. So this Fred guy wanted to message me over on WhatsApp. I remember there was a time where I was like, oh my God, I just want to stay home and text you. Ridiculous. Like, girl, go up. Be serious for a second. And I remember being like, oh my God, my family's downstairs and they're eating curry, but like, I want to talk to you. And I remember him saying, go and eat curry. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like, do you not want to love me? What do you mean? But, um, and I remember like randomly he sent me nudes on WhatsApp. And that's when I was like, oh, now I've entered the dating world. And I think that's, again, why I don't think that 18 year old should be on dating apps because that's just like so intense. It's just a lot, you know? I don't know. I think nude culture is definitely something on dating apps that's really jarring for me. I don't care for nudes. I don't know. It's just like not something that intrigues me. I've got to be real and I've got to be honest because if I'm not, who will? You know when someone just randomly gets to a point on a dating app where they're like, oh, just send nudes. Excuse me? Like, what are we talking about? And obviously, you feel as confident as you want and I'm not judging anyone for sending nudes. I'm not endorsing sending nudes either though. I'm not saying go and send a nude because that is not what I'm saying at all. But I just want you to be safe because you don't know who that person is on the other side of the phone. You don't. And you've talked to them for a couple of seconds and now they're asking for parts of your body that society have made you feel private about. I don't know. I just think it's such a weird concept in general because it's just like so, it's so convoluted in the sense that you start objectifying your own body in that way. You're like, oh, okay, well, if I send this, then he'll be happy. Just be careful. You don't know who's out there. You don't know who's saving your nudes. You don't know what they're doing with them. So um, from me to you, just be careful on dating apps because people can be really fucking weird and... Um, yeah, I don't want anyone to experience that. For the most part, Tinder was completely flop for me because it's just so meaningless. Tinder is so, it's so face value and it's, it is very um, dehumanizing. The fact that you just swipe someone if you don't like them. And also for me, most people wanted to hook up, um, which isn't the vibe. And I don't really care for that. Also, when someone's just like, oh, can I come over to yours? I'm like, no, you can't come over to mine. What do you, what do you think this is? Come over to my family house? Like, what do you think of we do? You want to come over to the farmhouse? We've maybe exchanged a couple of words and you want to come over and meet my family? Let's be serious for a second. At 19, so we're skipping a year now. So I have deleted Tinder at this point. It was not the vibe for me. And I was like, I'm just going to give dating apps a miss from now on. Because after Fred, I was talking to a couple more people and there was no longevity in it for me. So I deleted it. And then at 19, I decided that I wanted to get Hinge. Now, if you don't know Hinge, Hinge is promoted as more humanizing than other dating apps because it implements features like prompts and interests that you have to scroll past to see the rest of those people's like pictures. Whereas on Tinder, you could just tap through and see the photos rather than having to read their bio. I don't know, as a 19 year old, I thought that Hinge was a good app for me. It felt slightly more safe, slightly more personable. It just felt a little bit more like, oh, I'm gonna find a relationship on Hinge. Mm, yeah, you were wrong. I wrote in my notes, it was less predatory and more about connection because I think on Tinder, I definitely felt like a piece of meat. And I think, again, that's why I bring up the 18 year old thing. I think that there's, it's so bad to implement that in your head as an early age that like, that's all you can offer. Like either just looking pretty or your body, like that's all you can offer and that's all that you're good for. I think it's important to know that you're so much more than 
your looks and that you're so much more than your body. I don't know. I don't have to be telling this to you because I hope that you already know this, kittenators. Now, like I said, once I was on Hinge, I was thinking, oh, this is the one. Like everyone on here is so mature. Everyone wants a relationship. But what I found out was that people would kind of manipulate the start of a conversation and the start of a talking stage to make it seem like they wanted that as well. They wanted the relationship. They wanted to go on dates. They wanted to take it slow, but then they would quickly, as soon as it turned 9 p.m., they'd be like, oh my God, are you in your bed? What are you wearing? I would never entertain this either, by the way. I knew what they were doing, but I was like, I'm in my Taylor Swift merch and I'm in my tartan check pajama bottoms. What are you wearing? And they'd be like, I'm just in my boxers in my bed. And I'd be like, oh, okay, aren't you cold? Like, it's winter. Aren't you cold, guys? Like, go ahead and put some pajamas on. Once I kind of found out that people just wanted to hook up, as you can tell, I'm not someone that like hooks up with people. I'm more of a date. I mean, I said I'm more of a date person. I've never been on a date. Uh, be serious. Um, so I'm more of a date person. <laughs> Um, or I wanted to be more of a date person, let's say. So this just wasn't intriguing to me again. So like I was saying, on Hinge, I found that people were really capitalizing off the thought that people wanted real relationships. So they kind of lean into this and then they'd quickly turn at the end and they'd be like, oh my God, what's your WhatsApp, babes? What's your WhatsApp? What's your number? Can we call? And this leads me on to, um, did I say his name before? I think I did. I did an episode called The 24 Hour Boyfriend, which you can go and listen to. It was a season one exclusive. And I talked about, I don't know if I said his name, but his name was George. I think I did. So let's talk about George. I'll kind of condense the story because you can go and listen to the 24 hour boyfriend if you want to hear all of this in detail. But basically, this was my first kind of taste of talking to someone actually. It was my first time that I'd ever FaceTimed someone, called someone off of a dating app. And that was serious for me. He called me after I had been on set for a photo shoot. And we had been talking previously on and off for about a week and a half, which is kind of long for me. We had each other's Instagrams, we were sending photos back and forth. Like it was giving, mm, let's get eloped right now. Let's get married, I wanna adopt kids. Yeah, that's my husband. After a long night, I get back home after this shoot, I'm in bed and he FaceTimes me. No, he calls me. He calls me just on my cellular device. And we're talking and we, we get on like a house on fire, which is great. But baby, that house is always going to burn down. Oh, wait, that was such a good analogy. So we got on really, really well. And then he hangs up abruptly. Bear in mind, he's coming back from a night out with his friends and he's not drunk, but slightly tipsy. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's over then. Because also for me, and I want to talk about this really quickly, dating apps have very much made me feel very insecure. They've made me very aware on how I have to keep someone impressed and keep someone on all the time. Like if someone, you know, hangs up a phone call like George did, if he hangs up a phone call, that's my fault. I've been boring. I've been uninteresting. That's why he hung it up. He doesn't want to talk to me. If someone's not texting me back within an hour, oh my gosh, they're over me. They're moving on. Like, I feel like dating apps from a very young age, since I've been on them since I was 18, that has kind of implemented that kind of chip into my brain that if that ends, if it sours, it's my fault. I've done something wrong, you know? And I think that that being 18 and talking to a bloody 28 year old on Tinder probably didn't help it, you know? Anyway, moving back to George and the story about the phone call. So he hangs up the phone call and about 10 minutes later, he FaceTimes me and he's in his bedroom and he's looking really cute and I'm looking cute and it's Slay. And again, we get on really, really well. And we're talking for about an hour and a half and it's now about 12 a.m., right? And he says to me, he's like, I'm tired. And I'm like, oh, okay, bye then, like go to sleep. And he's like, no, I wanna fall asleep with you 
on FaceTime. And I was like, this is ridiculous. But okay, Slay. He's on my laptop on FaceTime, I think. And I'm on his phone. And I, because it's 12 a.m., I've put my headphones in so that my family doesn't bloody wake up. Because bear in mind, I live with my family. In my headphones, I just hear him snoring. He falls asleep like that, like very, very quickly. And I'm up until 3 a.m. Because I'm thinking, there is a guy on the other end of this FaceTime call that is mildly attracted to me. I'm attracted to him. He's FaceTimed me. We're in love. Cut to about 6 a.m. I've woken up at this point and he stood asleep. Looking back, I should have just hung up this phone call. I should have hung up and just said, hey, I had to do something. Call me back later. But I didn't. I waited until 10 a.m. for him to wake up. And then at 10 a.m. he woke up and he hung up on me. I've waited four hours for this man to wake up and he just hangs up on me straight away. About 10 minutes later, he then calls and he says, oh my God, sorry, my Wi-Fi cut out. And I was like, mm, that's not true because you were perf your Wi-Fi was perfectly fine for six hours while you were sleeping or even 10 hours, sorry, while you were sleeping. But now it just seems to just shut down. So we then get back on the call and bear in mind, he again is like very into the idea of hooking up, which I'm not. And he's just like bringing it up all the time. And I think looking back now, when he found out that I wasn't into the idea of hooking up with him, he kind of, he just stopped. He didn't care anymore. And that's why I think he was the 24 hour boyfriend, because in those 24 hours, he realized that I didn't really want to hook up with him. He was just like, oh, you can get lost then. And that really like put me through the ringer, like truly. I remember he had blue eyes and I can never look at someone with the blue eyes the same. I actually can't, like I'm kind of scared of people with blue eyes. I'm not gonna lie, like I've got to be real. He then basically said that I was too much and he was bored of me, which made me feel really bad about myself for a long time after that. And then I deleted Hinge. So after deleting Hinge, I didn't have it for another year because I was kind of in my F-U-C-K men era. Because why wouldn't I be? This man that I kind of had feelings for within a week, be serious. But this man that I had feelings for kind of like dumped me vibes. Be serious. He didn't dump me. We literally weren't even talking. We were talking for like a week. To me, that was my husband. And he just let go of me like it was nothing because guess what? It kind of was nothing. The way he dealt with it wasn't very nice. But about a year later, May 2022, I was going to visit my friend Moya in Paris. And I'd said to her like, bestie, I want to go dating. Like I want to get a couple of, I want to date like a French guy. Like why not? I think that could be really cute and romantic. So she's like, bestie, you need to set your hinge location to Paris so that we can achieve this for you. And I was like, great idea, Moya. I set my location on hinge to Paris. I exit the app and I go back on it, I've been banned from Hinge for life. Now, bear in mind, I don't even know if this was because I set the location, because obviously people have done this before and it hadn't affected them negatively. It sure did affect me because up until this Friday, this past Friday, I was banned from Hinge completely. I emailed them as well. Imagine emailing Hinge. I emailed Hinge and they just said, oh, you've gone against the rules. This is your fault. And I was like, okay, great. I didn't have any dating apps. I kind of took this as a sign because I was like, you know what? I'm in Paris. I'm with my friends. Maybe this is the single era, like the past 19 years of my life. Maybe this is the era where I actually feel quite confident and comfortable being single. And you know what? Talk about it. It kind of was. I started not caring about having a dating app. I didn't feel envious of people going on dates or like all oh, my friends going on dates here and there. And that's kind of the end of the story on Hinge. Now I want to quickly talk about Raya. It's exclusive. You can't really get into it. You have to pay. You have to pay for Raya. You have to pay $16.99. And I do want to talk about it quickly because let me tell you, let me tell you right now, if you are jealous that you can't get into Raya, if you're annoyed that you can't get into Raya, there is not an ounce of myself that wants to pay to get into Raya again. The biggest waste of money. $16.99 for limited amount of likes and for a couple of ballet dancers in New York. Bear in mind, once you're on Raya, 
you can't set the location of people exclusively to be where you are. It might not even be limited likes. It might also be limited amount of people that you can see per day as well. The limited amount of people, there may be like one or two people in there from London, maybe even just one, maybe even none. I think it's such a waste of your money. Um, and I think it's a waste of your time as well, to be honest. Now, I do want to talk about one of my favorite dating apps personally, and it's kind of a controversial take. I think that Bumble is one of the best dating apps for me. I mean, there's a couple of stories that I have from Bumble, but there's this one that I'm not a hundred percent. It doesn't shine me in the best light, let's say. So I met this guy called Fred who was 26 and he was an ex-farmer and he had recently moved to London to become a financial advisor. And I was like, okay, I would say Fred was very forward. He kept saying that he wanted to marry me. He kept saying that he wanted to he wanted me to be his farmer's bride. Um, but the thing is, we got on really, really well because we have a similar sense of humor and we also both grew up on a farm. And that's trauma bonding, bestie. Like, that's my bestie. Fred was, like, that's my husband, for real. I mean, I wasn't saying that I wanted to marry him. I was just kind of going along with it just for the fun because I knew that it was lighthearted. But also, he kind of gave me very much. He wanted to settle down with me, which was bizarre. And we talked for maybe about a week on and off. He ended up thinking at the end that I was catfishing him because I'd sent him a couple of photos of me modeling and I didn't want to give him my Instagram because I don't want people to know that much about me. Because if you find my Instagram, you can then get my TikTok and then you can get my podcast. And it's too much. You don't deserve that. We've been talking for a week on Bumble. You don't get to have all access, access all areas to my thoughts on self-interrupted. Be serious. He then kind of started questioning me, saying like, are you catfishing me? And I was like, no. Why would you think I'm catfishing you? And he was like, Kate, you haven't sent me a selfie in a week. So basically I had had laser hair removal. After laser hair removal, your face isn't looking too fresh. So I didn't really want to send him a selfie. I ended up like blocking him for some reason. And then I started feeling bad for blocking him because I actually thought I made a friend, if anything. So then I got him back and he was just like, I don't know, it was just free. It was one of those things that I felt like I couldn't get out of. If I blocked him, I felt bad. If I said that I didn't want to be in a relationship, he was like, let's be friends with benefits. And I was like, I don't want that. And he was like, well, let's just be friends. And I was like, can we just take a hint and leave? Like, please. So eventually I just said that I was catfishing him as myself. He started questioning me. He said, Kit, are you catfishing me as this model called Kit Costello? And I said, you know what, Fred, I am. And then he blocked me on everything. And you know what, rightfully so. Rightfully so, I would have done the same thing. I don't I don't think that this story paints me in the best light. But then again, he wasn't all he was basically he was a straight man. So it's not like he was, you know, the best person in life. Not that all straight men aren't the best, but like he just wasn't he was a little bit, you know. In conclusion, I do believe that dating apps can be good. In my experience, I haven't had a great experience with dating apps, but maybe you have. Like we heard, there is the statistic that one third of people getting married met on dating apps. So hey, but that was my experience. I'd love to hear a couple of your stories. Feel free to send them to me on the podcast's Instagram account, Self Interrupted Pod. That's the episode, bestie. I hope you enjoyed. Before I go, I do have the recommendation of the week, which is kind of a rogue one from me, but I think you guys will really enjoy this if you appreciate piano. I recently came across this artist in a record store because I saw the vinyl and I saw the cover and I was like, this is beautiful. So I got home and I played the album and I found out that it's just a pianist playing the piano for the whole album. It's just a soundtrack of piano, which is just beautiful. And the artist is called Hania Rani, I think. That's how you pronounce the name, but it's truly beautiful. It kind of reminds me of the soundtrack of Call Me By Your Name slightly. I don't know. You can just 
just use it as a soundtrack to your day. I think that's really lovely. So I'll leave you with that as the recommendation of the week. But I hope you've enjoyed this episode. You can follow me on Instagram and on TikTok at kit.costello. You can follow the podcast's Instagram at selfinterruptedpod. You can look at my website, www.kitcostello.com. But other than that, I hope you have a great week. I'm sending you so much love as always, Kit. Thank you.